And welcome back to the Ford Taylor Talks podcast. I'm Pat Williams, your host. Welcome back to the stage. Number 23 in your program. Number one in your hearts. My friend <laughs> Ford Taylor. What's up, Ford? Oh, PW, I love being with you. You're such a superstar. I cannot <laughs> even tell you. You know, if you ever told me I'm not doing this anymore, I'll probably just drop it. I can't even imagine doing this with somebody else. You make this so easy and so fun. It's like we're just sitting around having coffee and you you bring the, you, you drop these questions on me like out of nowhere. And I just absolutely love it. So thank you for being you. And, and even though you say I'm the star of the show, I'm, I'm pretty sure you're the star of the show. So thank you so much for that. Brother, it's a... Uh... It's a thank you uh, for that. It's a uh, it's a tank filler for me to um, support you and uh, encourage you to keep on your journey because I know thousands are being impacted and influenced. So I got you, brother. Well, I appreciate that, and I'm looking forward to the day that you know you and know, I've talked about. You know, we're gonna start. You know, we've done some other guests on the show, and I'm looking forward to you know, getting back to that too, where we can bring in some of these other high influencers that we're able to work alongside and, and give people even more tools that may not even be just NTL, but, you know, guys like the five love language guys, the unashamedly ethical guys, the great awakening project guys. I mean, you know, start bringing some other people on as we uh, get a little bit more developed in, in what we're doing. So I think that's going to be fun too. Good stuff. You know, Ford, um, again, I know a couple episodes ago we talked about we don't like to say what month it is or what year it is because these things are really could play last year, the year after. But there are specific topics that I think are important to let people know uh, what season we're in, so to speak. Uh, so if you're OK with that, uh, we'll launch this episode saying that it is 2021. It is the fall. Uh, it is October and forward. The transformational leadership tools, including my own personal tool belt, there are a lot of people, Ford, that are in some form of transition in their life, and especially as it revolves around work. Workplaces are no longer the same. Half of them are still working remote. People are wanting to change careers. So specifically, this episode, we've got our tool belts on. How can we help people really win in this transitional uh, uh, time that so many people find themselves in? Yeah, PW, and, and the amazing part, one of the reasons this is more difficult is the amazing part is because of all the reasons these are taking place. You know, uh, someone won't take a shot, so they lose their job. You know, it has nothing to do with performance. Uh, you know, the, the things that would normally cause someone to transition these are not all the normal things that are going on right now. So, so people's minds are spinning. Uh, so on the upside, you know, the unemployment rate for people who want to work, you know, it's pretty low. So being able to find something else uh, is, is very possible. However, if there's a certain industry that they're in and they want to stay in that industry and that industry is requiring things that may be against either their moral values or um, just their whole thought process, it, it's, a, it's, a tough, it's a tough time, which means they may have to change industries. Uh, you know, we've talked before that there's really two kinds of kind of personality types in the workplace. And one is what I call highly entrepreneurial. 
you know, shoot, aim, ready. And then you got the corporate, the corporate person who's plan, 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 shoot. Okay. And depending on your personality style, typically one of those is really good for you. And the other one, if you're extreme is not so good for you. Well, people are, may have to transition uh, across that uh, because there are certain rules on a lot of those entrepreneurial kinds of organizations uh, that they don't have that the, the high corporate organizations do have. And so people may have to completely change their thinking as they move into this transition. You know, I, I know, for example, lots of school teachers who are saying, I may have to change. I may not be able to handle this anymore. Uh, it's just hard. I mean, my daughter, you ready? She teaches an inner city school in Dallas. She's got 43 kids in one of her classes. Now, if you know, in 41 in another one, if you know anything about teaching, they'll tell you anything over 25 is pretty much disaster. Yeah. So, but there's, but, but I mean, she got the grit award. Uh, she should have gotten the grit award because she's taken on stuff that's near impossible. Well, at some point, those kinds of things, if, if they aren't balanced back out, and I'm not talking about her because she loves teaching, but if, if some of these things aren't balanced back out across some of these workplace environments, uh, we, we could end up in some, I hate to say it, but we can end up in some real trouble. And so I think we just all have to be willing to, to, ch- to shift our whole thinking as we, as we make these transitions. Um, and, and when I tell people, PWS, whether it's retirement or job, Focus a whole lot more on what you're going to transition or retire into and a whole lot less on what you're transitioning or retiring out of. And that would probably be the number one tool is don't get bound up or bogged down in what just happened to you. And that's hard. I mean, I'm telling you, that's hard. I get that. I remember in my career when I decided that I did not want to be the CEO of a public company anymore. Uh, you know, I went to the chairman of our board and, and told them uh, that I would make this move and I would give them two years. And, and for one year, I would stay CEO. And then the second year, I would transition a new person into the role. And when I went back to them after the first year and told them I was ready to do that, they said, great, let's do it. Well, then they went out and hired uh, the person who was in our company and got him to take on the role. And in one day, handed me my walking papers with my parachute clause and said, if you don't want to be CEO, we don't need you. Now, you want to talk about disrupting your life, you know, for 16 years. And the sad part is my self-identity was in that. So that was not a good thing, but that was the truth. But all of a sudden, it's like complete disruption. And so I think a lot of people may be going through that kind of thing right now. Bad news, I didn't handle it well. Good news. I can now help other people know how to handle it. But uh, that's disruptive. That's hard. And they're getting it, you know, three weeks, do this or find another job. And again, it has nothing to do with their performance, uh, their relationships. uh, And that's hard. Ford, when when the people are are going from company to company, so let's put a specific group together right now. They work for an organization. They're going to go work for another organization. They're not quitting the workplace or the workforce to start a business, to buy a business, to run a business. Organization to organization. What can that person do to be better ready? For instance, uh, 
I love when you say interview the people that you're going to go work for. Like share a couple questions uh, with our listening audience that would encourage, because I think we've got two, two, there's two groups of people that listen to this podcast. They're fully engulfed in the transformational leadership, or they have no idea what we're talking about, trying to get better, pick up a couple tidbits while they're on this journey. So what questions can you give people to go uh, as they're looking for this new place? Because they're leaving for a reason. Something happened. Uh, Workplace change, uh, vaccination mandates, non-mandates, whatever. They're changing. What can they ask the new company they're going to work for? Well, uh, number one, uh, determine yourself. Are you a highly relational person or a highly transactional person? So know that about yourself. Are you a very task-oriented person? Are you a person who really likes being with other people? And so be sure that whatever job you're interviewing for, ask that question. Be sure it lines up with who you are. I mean, I would just ask. I mean, be sure it lines up. Uh, A big question that I, I know that bosses like to get asked that very few people ask because they're afraid to ask it is, could you share with me the vision of your company? Now, you know, as a guy who's run big companies and small companies and consulted with big and small, we love getting that question. Well, most people don't ask it because they're afraid that they won't like it. But I got news for you. They want to know whether you're lined up with their vision or not. Uh, We actually teach employers how to ask that question in reverse, which most employers don't ask. They don't ask. So we teach them how to write very specific questions uh, that people have not been trained to answer. Because if you get the right people in, your turnover on the back end is much, much lower. Uh, Your discipline, your conflict is is way low. So so that would be a, a couple of questions you could ask is be sure that the role you're applying for lines up with who you are and that the vision of the company that you're applying for lines up with the vision for your own life. And, and you'll be amazed that you'll probably get respected for that. So that would be the, the two big ones that I would focus on. Ford, I got a phone call from someone who uh, has been through the transformational leadership training, uh, follows us. Um, they are in this transition phase themselves. And their frustration is, after going through the training, now their brain is different. They think different. They want to be uh, in the inner core. They want to work for a, a, a leader with a, a certain set of skills. Uh, they they want to work for an organization that um, has an open door, a real open door policy uh, that, that, that gives and values feedback uh, up or down or sideways. And Their struggle is, their words to my ears, there's no companies like that. And so, you know, I have to push back on them and say, well, contrary to popular belief, there are companies like that. But, man, I I was encouraged by their, their encouragement from the training, but I also felt their pain a little bit. Uh, As we know, a lot of companies fail in a lot of the areas that I just, you know, touched on. Yeah. So maybe we should give them a list of companies we worked with. And just remember, none of us are perfect at this. Just, I mean, hear that. Okay. I tell people all the time, if I was perfect at everything that I'm sharing with you, you would call me Lord, not Lord. Okay. I mean, we all 
uh, in the companies we work, they still make mistakes, but they have the tools on how to overcome those mistakes. And so if they could find a company that, that you know, they're trying to achieve excellence, not perfection, because okay, as you know, it's not about being perfect, it's about being perfected. And, and so there's a, there's a very narrow road, very, very narrow road for some people between excellence and perfection. Now, perfectionists, there's a wide road between perfectionists back over to excellence. And, but, if, but if they could change their thinking around and maybe even interview with some of these companies, that'd be one. But PW, I got to tell you a story. This is one of my favorite stories of all time that might help your friend. Okay. And maybe we'll get Dan on the show one day. But years ago, I was consulting with a company uh, just outside of Nashville, Tennessee. Uh, and this company, they, they developed a really, I would even call them probably, the, you know, we talk about the five stages. I'd say they probably got to the fifth stage. And this guy was definitely a five-stage leader, and he was one of the executives. Well, he called me one day. He had been offered a job by someone else, and he felt the call on his life to go to this other job. So he went and talked to his boss, and his boss, being a transformational leader, said, hey, if you've got a call on your life to go do that, I encourage you to go. I mean, it wasn't a – he burned no bridges. I mean, none of us wanted to lose the guy, but we were super thankful for who was getting him. And so he got there. And uh, within about a month, he got a promotion. And he called me and goes, like, I've never had a promotion this fast. Within three months, he got another one. Then he got another department. Within a year, and this is a big organization. It's a $100 million plus organization. So I mean, it's a good size organization. If I said the name, a lot of people would know it uh, that are listening. But the next thing he finds is himself on the C-suite. The next thing you know, he's actually running departments of new product. Okay. But right before he got on the C-suite, um, when they, when he got that final promotion, uh, he called me and they called him in his office and, and they said, we've never quite seen this before. You know, why is it that every question or every problem we throw at you, you seem to have the answer? And he said to me, I'll bring him on the show one day, hopefully. This is what he told me. He said, I reached into my briefcase and I pulled out both of my manuals. TL, Transformational Leadership, and ML, Missing Link. This company happens to be a highly Christian organization. So he can talk about the Missing Link, which has the Christian views in there. He said, I pulled out both of my manuals. He said, there's nothing you can ask me that I can't answer out of one of these manuals. Well, that got me an invitation to speak at that company uh, because of his. So I'd tell your friend, go be that person. You know, because remember, influence uh, is four four ways. We can influence up to our boss. We can influence across to our peers. We can influence down to our employees. We have influence with ourselves. And for some of us, we like to believe we have influence with God's, which is the fifth way. So I would say to your friend, go take the material that's in your heart that you're looking for and go plant it in whatever department that you're work, working in and watch what might happen. You know, I'll work with, uh, I, you know, I'll, 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 uh, I normally won't work with a company, as you know, unless the owner slash CEO is in the room. But I will do some executive coaching at C-suite uh, to help them move up the food chain because typically a CEO will hire me to take a person and say, can you help develop them into C-suite material? And so, you know, and, and when you, and it's just, there's nothing more fun 
than watching these people develop, develop, and develop. And then their bosses go, all right, when are you going to teach me what you learned? You know, when are you going to bring this up to me? Because they're watching what they're doing in the area they're running. And they're going, when are you going to teach the rest of this? So I tell that person. And remember, we actually teach in the TL that when you hear something, natural brain, normal brain, 24 hours later, can only remember about 5% of it. If you add some reading, audiovisual, demonstration, group discussion, practice it by doing it, that number continues to grow. But when you teach somebody else what you learned, you have a 90% chance of remembering it. So I would encourage your friend that if he can't find it, go be it. Lord, in this, uh, we're talking about transition, talking about the workplace, the time we're living in, you know, fall of 2021. Uh, the world's a little upside down, uh, to say the least. Uh, of all of our tools, Ford, it keeps kind of popping into my brain that that, that time for a self-evaluation uh, in the middle of that transition, um, I think it's a good time to reflect. It's a good time to get your, you know, to get the whiteboard. You know, I have a huge whiteboard in my office. I write on it all the time. That's how I kind of doodle through thoughts and, uh, you know, process. But Man, self-evaluation, what a good tool for someone in that transitional phase uh, to really be better in their, in their next journey, in their next job, uh, at their next organization. Yeah, and, and you know that, that tool, that it, the reason it's so helpful is, is we ask people to identify one thing in your life, whatever it is. If I dealt with that thing, that it would make me a better, more influential leader. And again, pick something as a spouse, as a parent, uh, as a boss, as an employee, as a neighbor. But what is that thing? In other words, and what that means, we have to acknowledge that something exists. We have to acknowledge that it's there. We have to admit it. Okay. I mean, PW, I know if I would eat healthier, I mean, I'm almost 65 and I still eat like an 18 year old. But I know if I would eat healthier, I'd probably feel better, even better than I feel. But I know that. So I have to acknowledge it. Well, once you acknowledge it, you have to make the decision. Whatever it is, you make the decision, okay, can I own that? It, I mean, I, I was raised on chicken fried steak, mashed potatoes in Northeast Texas, okay? I was never taught about healthy eating. You know, Sandra, she's right the opposite. She's extremely healthy. And so, but can I own I mean, I'm almost 65. Can I, am I always going to say, well, this is how I was taught to eat, which I don't do anymore, but I have to own it. Now, if I can own it, whatever that is, whatever your category is, only if you can own that, can you change it. But if you can see it, if you can own it, in other words, if you can acknowledge it, if you can accept responsibility that it's in there, then you can change it. You can put an action plan in place. And one of my favorite examples is I was in my 40s before I dealt with the fact that I had been sexually abused by a female school teacher, okay? Because up until then, I always blamed her. And, and so as long as I could always blame her, I could hang on to my behavior, which was not good, based on what happened. But once I acknowledged, you know what, this is a problem. And you know what, I can own it. I'm an adult now. Uh, it, it's, it's up to me on how I think about this now. I've been an adult for almost 20 years at this point. 
at what point am I going to accept responsibility that I'm hanging on to it? Not that I did it, but that I'm hanging on to it. Again, the third step is put an action plan in place. Now, uh, one of the thing, another quote, if people want to write this down, uh, I believe the strength of your character is in direct proportion to your ability to accept feedback. Okay. And so if you can't acknowledge something, ask somebody, you know, everybody else can see something in me that I can't see in myself. So Sandra, what is that thing that I can't see? PW, what can I not see? Help me see it. Help me acknowledge it. And so if you can't see it in yourself, ask somebody to help you. But yeah, step one, see it, acknowledge it. Step two, own it, accept responsibility that you're hanging on to it. Step three, change it, put an action plan in place. Uh, just like your friend, his action plan may change from looking for a place that has it to being the person that brings it there. That's good stuff. We're talking about transition uh, for great stuff today. Uh, be encouraged if you're listening to the podcast today. There are companies out there looking for people like you, looking for transformational leaders. And if you love the product or you love some of the people, but they don't quite uh, operate the way you would like them to, go in and be the change. Uh, it's it's uh, not easy, um, but uh, the fruit will be well worth the effort. Ford, uh, thank you for allowing me to uh, continue to, uh, to get lit with you, to uh, love, uh, influence, and transform. Uh, I appreciate you, brother. Take us out of here. Yeah, and I, I love you, PW. Uh, thank you for the influence that you're having, as well as the influence that you're allowing me to have uh, by doing this. And and everybody remember, if you can't find it someplace, if it's not there, you walk in and take it there. You walk into that organization with the right tools, the right ingredients, the right behavior. You walk right into that church. You walk right into that new business. You walk right into that classroom. You walk right into that school teacher meeting, that meeting with the principal. You walk right into that sports coach and you take the very thing that you're looking for right in there to them. And what are they looking for? They're looking to be loved. And when you do that, your influence will be far greater than if you yell at them. And love, influence, now we have transformation. So if you're in transition in any of those areas, job, relationship if you can't find it go be it love influence transform let's get lit and let's stay lit thank you for listening to this episode of ford taylor talks for more information and resources to help you love influence and transform please visit fordtaylortalks.com mm-hmm.